Blog Talk Radio. Ray and Tay today. Yes, Sports Radio's on, talking sports with friends, and you know we got it on. From the NFL to the NBA, MLB and college who do it all day. College football, we know who's number one. Understand, on the phones, you know we get it done. So call in, 718-664-9098, and we'll give you more. Talking sports, uh, yes we do. Talking sports, uh, it's for you. Play and play, and we spit it. Hello, hello, and welcome to the show. You're listening to Ray and Tay today, and I'm Ray Tall Rayside. And I'm Tay, Eric Taylor, and we are hyped up on this Friday evening to talk some sports. Give us a call, 718-664-9098. Like always, your emails come to send them in. We want to hear what you think about that Rams trade and the NBA playoffs. Today at gmail.com. Check out today.com Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, iTunes. We got you. We are here. Busy show. Ray, we're hyped up. I, I think you might be my number one pick, Ray. I don't know. I, I think so. We got the playoffs, NFL, Warriors, Kobe, UConn women in the draft, MLB, your boy Harper's doing it, everything. Let's start it off. Before we get to the NBA playoff preview and who we think should win the postseason awards, I got to ask you, did you have any idea that Wednesday night to end the NBA season would wind up being one of the most memorable sports nights in, in, in history, not just NBA history, and our man Kobe Bean Bryant in a meaningless game Stole the show. Give us your thoughts, Ray. 60 points. Forget about all the shots, but the the, 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 the the whole pageantry of it, everybody, even Shaq was there, baby. 60 points to walk off into the sunset. What were your thoughts? It couldn't have gone any better. I mean, he did I mean, take 50, 50 shots, so that's the only that's drawback. The drawback. But, but Who cares? he won the game for his team. <laughs> He scored 30, what did he score, 34 in the second half? 36 in the second half. 23 in the fourth quarter. Woo! I mean, that was Kobe really putting a dagger Incredible. in the NBA and dropping the mic. Like, that's oh. it. I'm, what are you saying, Mamba? Mamba out. Mamba out. <laughs> and if you think about it, this is one of those wow. records that – it just won't be broken. I mean, this guy has scored 60 points, what, like a handful of times. And to do it in your last game, in your 20th season, in your oh, yeah. last home game, and to actually Jordan win the had game. Like 15, right? Iverson, 13, Bird, 12. They all didn't end nowhere near him. No, because most people at the end of their career, and certainly at the end of their 20th season, are <laughs> barely able to, you know, score 10, 12 for the season. And Kobe went out and scored. And, you know, it was the perfect storm. Byron Scott rested him for most of the last couple weeks. 
Utah learned earlier in the day that they were out of the playoffs by virtue of the Rockets winning. I guess right before game time. Well, right before by virtue simple. of the Rockets, yeah, Rockets winning. So it was a combination. And, you know, the Rockets, uh, the Jazz didn't particularly try to deny Kobe the ball. They basically said, look, if you're going to shoot 50 times, we'll win. Well, guess what? He shot 50 times, scored 60, and they lost. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it was great, and it was great to see all the – obviously all the, the Jack Nicholsons of the world and, and, and the famous you know people were there. Oh, but, but everybody was, was there. Diane the Cannon, Denzel Washington. You saw Jay-Z and Kanye. Lamar Odom was in the house. Oh, That's all a, the that Lakers. was nice. That was nice. All the, all the ex-players, great. right? You knew the Hollywood scene would be out there, but the ex-players came out there – like you said, Lamar Odom, Shaq, his teammates, uh, his teammates on the bench trying to get in the ball. The trainer also retired, Gary Beatty, so that was nice yeah. to see, too, after 32 years, how they both went out together. So all in all, it was a fantastic evening. And I tell you what, I was flipping back and forth between them and Golden State, but that was more compelling. I mean, Golden State it just was. took care of business. Did you have any doubt <laughs> when they beat San Antonio – that they were just going to crush the Grizzlies and, and take no home the No doubt, right. And, and let me tell you about this. It was funny because I was watching both, and I'll be honest, I tend, you know, I was leaning towards watching more of the Warriors as much as I love and respect Kobe. And, you know, as I saw Kobe starting to heat up and my son was going crazy, he started off with five, Dad, but, you know, now he's boom, going I, I honestly... It looked I, terrible on those first five terrible. shots. Admit that you were like, yeah. whoa, what are we about to see? We're about to see 13 <laughs> points on third shots. What I that, right? That's exactly what I was about to say. That's what I thought. And you know what? What I did see, though, was something that made me feel like the Warriors dropped the mic. Ray, neither one of us picked them to win at all. We're about to do our playoff preview. And I must admit, one of our new segments, the Golden State Warriors might be unstoppable. When Curry needed 41 points to average at least 30 a game, and he finished with 30.1, and he scored, what, 43? He set the three-point record for three-pointers in the season, got over 400. What do you want, with 402 or something yeah, like that? And And I just... I, the, the guy wound up, I think he had like 20 at the half. He hit like five, uh, six threes. He's just, you know, he is such a joy and such a pleasure. But I, somebody was saying today, you almost feel like everybody that covers the sports world, including us, we have run out of things to say. What new can you say about this team? And Steve Kerr, Give him credit. Luke Walton, give the players credit. Draymond Green is quietly the the glue guy of it all. But I just tip my hat and I just say tip the ball and, you know, tip off the playoffs. And it's just so exciting. But the way that that night ended, the NBA was king. And so much so, we'll get to the NFL, but the Rams and Titans had to put their trade announcement on pause because, yo, they wanted to let Kobe have his night. I love it. I just love it. Basketball. Basketball is great, and that last that Wednesday night was greatness. Hashtag greatness. That's all it was. It really was. It was all-time. You had an all-time great, and you had an all-time great season on the same night. 
in the same state, right? It was in California. So Oh yeah. That was that was well, California's crazy. on fire right now, man. <laughs> you know, California is the hottest they're no joke. And then you throw in the football stuff, but California is it. But did you hear Magic and James Worthy both said? And I know that they're being kind, but maybe this is what they might feel. They both said that Kobe Bryant's the greatest Laker ever. Now you and I we disagree. We had Magic one, and I think we both said Kobe was two, Kareem three, then, you know, Jerry West, Baylor, Shaq, however you want to put it. But, Ray, I mean, what do you think about them saying that? Or is it just uh, kind of – You know, like, Magic, is a, Magic is, is, a, is a politician, right? So he's yeah. not going to say himself. If anything, he'd say Kareem. But you can make the argument for Kobe. I wouldn't – Oh, you but can't. you can make the argument. You can make the argument. Not sure, the best. You can't because Shaq carried you can the, the argument. You, you can, can make the argument. Kobe has five. If you, if you want to make an argument, you can make the argument for Shaq because he was so dominant in those three wins. He for the was, Lakers. but he only and, had three. Well, first of all, this is the argument for Kobe. A, he had five rings, just uh-huh. like Magic and just like Kareem. Shaq only had three in L.A., and B, he played every minute of 20 seasons with the Lakers. So between the longevity, between playing through good times and bad times, winning with Shaq, winning without Shaq, you can make the argument. Like I said, I don't think it's outrageous. I don't think it's outrageous okay. at all. But, but it's not my choice, but, but you can make the argument. Showtime alone and what he did just in his rookie year in the NBA – Winning game six in Philadelphia, getting the chip playing center, that right there, it, it's a mic dropper for, 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 for Magic Irving Johnson. That I, is a you know, mic dropper. I, I can't – I agree with that. <laughs> but, but I – but especially after looking at the numbers and being the third leading scorer of all time in the NBA, playing every game for the Lakers – I mean, obviously he was hurt, but playing yeah. his whole 20-year career in L.A., I feel you. It's not crazy. It's not crazy. So let's 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 get to the playoff preview, or do you want to get to the postseason awards first? We can run through those real quick. Yeah, let's do the postseason first. Yeah, to clean up the season and the then awards, get to the yeah. playoffs. Playoffs. So we'll just go back and forth. Who's your rookie of the year, Ray? In this great so NBA is, season. Yeah, this is one of those years where I think that it's going to be very. Easy to predict because I think yeah, the awards are pretty there's much only set. one or two that are even yeah. in doubt. Carl in Anthony doubt. Towns ran away with this from yeah. jump. Every he month of just, the year, he was rookie of the year, rookie of the month. Yeah, I mean, Porzingis had a nice season for our Knicks. Um, Jalil Okafor showed signs in the beginning, obviously, before he got shut down. But Carl Anthony Towns, I mean, he. Yeah. He needs to be an all-star and a perennial Western Conference all-star. That's he's how that he next he, dude, though. We he's, definitely he's saw fabulous. that from him. Amazing. I had the same. Coach of the year, we might differ. I'll take this one first. You know, I have to give props to a lot of guys. Kerr, Walton, uh, Jaeger from Memphis with all those injuries, still making the playoffs. Um, what, you know, what – uh, you know, even if you want to give Toronto some love or Eric Sposa with Miami. But to me, it is without a doubt when you lose four starting players, it is Terry Stotts of the Portland Trailblazers, 
who, guess what? They are going to be at the uh, fifth seed with, you know, with, in with, the West. With, in the West, the fifth seed, that to me, it is, it's a drop-the-mic situation. I give the, him the award, and the Portland Trailblazers are ballers. He's your coach too, Ray? Nope. No? He is awesome, and we remember Ooh. him as a player. But I got to say, I cannot be more down on the Boston Celtics roster which means that I cannot be more up on their coach. Another five seed, my guy. Brad Stevens. Well, well, think about this. They're a five seed, but by record, they have 48 wins, so they're really the same as the Miami Heat and the Atlanta Hawks. Just by tiebreaker, they're not a third seed. So they are the third best record in the Eastern (laughs) Conference with a roster that I tell you I wouldn't – Yo, I wouldn't even touch that roster. I'd rather be – I'm telling you, I'd rather be – well, I, I, the, the Celtics have those Nets draft picks, right? But I'm about to say something crazy. I'd rather be the GM of the Sixers than of the Celtics. I hate their Ooh. roster, which means that Brad Stevens Ooh. is doing just a marvelous job. And to me, Terry Stotts is great, and he probably – he might win it, it's, but Brad Stevens needs to get a lot of votes too. You're right. It's very yeah. close. And but like I said, we need a new segment. I tried to tell you, because yo, Brad Stevens and the Celtics, no joke. That's a great award. Six man. I'm going with Jamal Crawford. You know, not too many teams have a designated six man. Um, you know, you could always say the Warriors were Iguodala, but he didn't have the best season, and he was you know very injured this year. Um, you know, some other guys on other teams had it, but I I gotta go with my man Crawford because. He, he held so much down and played so well with Blake Griffin out. He did have to go start a little bit, but they also kept him a lot at six-man, especially once Jeff Green came in and uh, Pierce was starting. And Crawford, he was still the glue with them, so I'm going to stick with him. I know you got somebody different. And if different. he wins it, that'll be the third time. So that means he yeah. pulls ahead of Paul Pierce and Kevin McHale, and he'll be the NBA's you know, best six-man yeah. of all time. Who you got? Um, Who you got? I got Enos Cantor. I'm going to say the quietest kept. Shh, don't tell anybody. But the Oklahoma City Thunder had a pretty decent year, and <laughs> Enos Cantor, 12 and 8 off the bench, was was no small part of that. Obviously, you know everybody's talking about and he's Russell Westbrook's field goal percentage, right? That's yeah, guy. everybody's talking about Russell Westbrook's triple doubles and Kevin Durant's <laughs> 58,000 straight. 20-point games, but um, Enos Cantor did his thing. He did his thing. Great six-man, great size, and he's going to help them in the playoffs. Yeah, no, Enos is, um, you know, you kind of hope that he has a breakout playoffs, you know what I mean? Because they're really counting on him, him and Waiters, to kind of show up and show out. So keeping it moving, defensive play of the year, for me, man, I, I, I... I go back and forth, and we're, we're both similar, but for me, I had to give it to Kawhi Leonard because I think Parker, Ginobili, and Duncan have slowed down quite a bit, and LaMarcus is not a great, great defensive player. And to me, Kawhi Leonard really held it down and was a stud offensively and defensively for the Spurs this year. So I give it to Kawhi, hands down. So – I wouldn't be mad if Kawhi won it. Kawhi's the type of cat that can win it every year. 
you know, a la Ben Wallace, a la, mm. you know, uh, Hakeem, the dream, Elijah Wan, the mm. Gemma Matumbo. But I'm giving it to a guy that could have won it last year. And these two might go back and forth, not only their teams, but their young studs in the Western yeah. Conference for years on this award. I'm, I'll give it to Draymond Green. Because Draymond Green is just as capable as Kawhi Leonard, and you could argue Draymond Green covers more positions. Draymond mm. Green can, can guard a two if necessary, but he can guard three, four, and five. And he makes five. He plays a lot of center. You're right, Ray. Yeah, I can't, I can't so, you know, you can't say that he's a better defender than Kawhi Leonard, but by the same token, his versatility – what he gives you on the offensive side, too, but definitely on the defensive side and the number of positions he can guard, and he makes yeah. that, that quick switch, he's, he's awesome. So Draymond Green is my guy this year. So, so we get quick to the preview. We both have the most improved and MVP the same. I'll give you all the credit in the world because you said going into the season, C.J. McCullough was the man, and he definitely was. He will win the award hands down. What a season. And Stephen Curry is just – Right now, he is the GOAT. LeBron's got a lot to prove. The last 10 games of the season, LeBron played great. Harden had a great season, second in scoring. Uh, Westbrook, you know, could be up there for MVP, all with what he did. Uh, 18 triple-doubles, the most since Magic. But it was Stephen Curry because, let me tell you, this guy on average was doing 35 and 5 a game, led the league in steals, 2.1. And so, to me, Curry, man, he, he's incredible. So, tip your hat to McCullough and Curry and the way we go, you know. Yeah, really no words for Steph Curry. He won it last year. He'll win it this year. So, there's nothing more you can say except that he got better. When was the last time an, an MVP, MVP got, better. got better? I mean, LeBron James won four, but you could argue yeah. LeBron didn't get better. He was just awesome four times. But this cat – Steph Curry got better. So well, let me ask you this: Would you think he'll break his own three-point record that he just broke? No, nah, at a certain point it gets ridiculous. At a certain point, like you, you can't shoot twenty threes in a game every game. But how so, about this? He sat out. What was it, sixteen or eighteen fourth quarters? Well, that's, that was what I was going to say. That's the only. That's the that's only the way, way he does happen. it. Yeah, it's an incredible feat. So let's start with the playoff preview, Ray. Let's let's get into it. Let's playoffs. go with Eastern Conference first. Um, we'll get into the schedule in a minute because I let's just say this: it's mind-boggling that the Warriors were so jerked that they have to start off the playoffs at nine thirty their time, twelve thirty Eastern, for a number one seed with that top billing. You would have thought they would have been Saturday or Sunday night or Sunday afternoon on ABC. How does the NBA jerk them like that? I can't even fathom. So I don't know if the NBA wants them to work a little bit or they just <laughs> did it randomly, but you're right. I mean, talk about I, college takes care of their number one seeds. Uh, the NBA did not take care of their number one seed. That's, that's brutal. For sure. That's brutal. So let's get to the, the Cavs against Pistons. 1-8 matchup. Um I'll take this first. Listen, I, I really think the Cavs are ready. What I love about the Pistons and Van Gundy, they haven't been in playoffs in seven years, and I think that they're hyped up, and I think Drummond, uh, Morris, getting Tobias Harris in a trade, Reggie Jackson, they have some players that can do some things, and I actually think they're going to get one game, one game at home. 
but I think this is a four to one and the Cavs just get revved up. But I do think the Pistons get one game. What do you think? I think it's a sweep. Mm. Uh, Pistons are not ready. They might be ready next year. They had, you know, your boy Pope is turning out to be, the kid from Georgia is turning out to be a decent player. Um, Obviously, your boy Andre Drummond could have won, you know, know, he'll be in contention for most improved defensive player of the year also. But I just think it's it. It's on. Cleveland is in, you know, rare. We need to win a championship mode, and I think they just they just put it on Detroit. And not only that, but I think they want to win quickly and rest, win and rest, win and rest. So okay, they're going to be fired up. So let's go down to the two seven matchup. The Raptors are hosting the Pacers. This one's fascinating because the Raptors really, you know, last year I, I predicted that Wizard win and, and I had no faith in the Raptors. And this year, I think, like you said at last show, Carroll's back, Damari Carroll. You got to work him in. Uh, Lowry's in better shape. So I think defensively, he's, you know, played really well this year defensively. I think they're in a better place. I think Paul George, though, and the Pacers and Turner and, and some of their guards, they'll be able to do a little something. But at the end of the day, I don't think they can play the full 48 minutes and outduel the Raptors. So I think this one's going to be 4-1. Toronto will advance over the Pacers. You know what? I think the Pacers are a good team. I think they can give people problems. I think Paul George is going to be the best player on the court. And you know I love Kyle Lowry and DeMar DeRozan. Yeah. I like that little backcourt. But I think they're good, too. I think that uh, in the past, Indiana has showed an ability to win games, win close games, and win games that they shouldn't on paper be winning. So I think their scrappiness, getting up and down, and having that clutch go-to guy in Paul George, I think they'll win a couple. Okay. So Toronto Toronto and six you got? Toronto and six, yeah. Now the Heat Hornets, this is fascinating, 3-6. The Hornets, man, they've had a heck of a season. Clifford, the coach, and, and you know, their, their players, their rotation. Uh, they've switched style of how they play. Kemba can, can get some buckets, but they're not a great shooting team. I think Miami, you know, you don't know which White, Hassan Whiteside you're going to get from game to game. He could get a, a triple-double with 10 blocks, or he could get like 8-8-8, eight, eight, and eight, you know, or, I mean, or 8-8 eight, and eight, one game. So what I do think, though, Wade is healthy enough Drogic and Joe Johnson that the Heat will advance but I'll give the Hornets two games and I think the Heat win four to two but uh, you know I, I, I definitely am rooting for the Hornets in a lot of ways so I agree with you I mean very rarely do we agree on everything so we didn't agree on the first two but I'll agree with you on this one exactly the same four two I think Charlotte gives people problems Jeremy Lin another guy underrated yeah. um, you know six man candidate yeah. Started a little bit. I think he started 10, 12 games. But this team is 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 this team is problematic. This uh Charlotte team. Um I just think eventually all those minutes that they've logged in the playoffs and the fact that you play at worst every other day, I mm-hmm. think Miami's experience is just too much and it'll be a close series. Charlotte'll win a couple at at their place. But I think ultimately in a game six, uh, I think the Heat sealed the deal. D-Wizzy, Dwayne Wade. So this is going to be a great matchup. 4-5, Hawks-Celtics. 
Hawks have home court. I don't think that matters because of the Celtics defense, but I do think the Hawks, I think they learned a lot from last year. I think even without Carroll, they're not better defensively, but I think they're good players are playing better. So Teague is improved. Millsap, Hoffer's healthy. Um, you know, getting back Kirk Heinrich down there is, is really going to help them. But at the end of the day, I have a funny feeling the Boston Celtics are going to beat the Hawks in seven games and they will advance to the second round to wind up playing the Cavs. So I got the Celtics in seven, Ray. No, for real? <laughs> yes, I do. So, you know, my coach of the year is Brad Stevens, and he's coaching those Boston Celtics. But again, <laughs> oh, sorry about Bless that. Bless you. Deep water faith. <laughs> uh, I got to go back to the roster. And when you need a bucket, and it's an 81-80 game, and there's 17 seconds left. What are you running? Isolation or pick and roll for Isaiah Thomas? Are you trying to get Kelly Olenek a little shot there? Jared Sullinger? Pick and pop, pick and pop, Olenek, baby. (laughs) Pick and pop with Kelly O? I don't know. I, I like... I like Atlanta. I, I really do. I think that they've got experience. I think this Boston Celtic team is not ready yet for the playoffs. They might win one in Boston. I think I think the series is 4-1. Wow. 4-1 the Hawks? Yeah. That's a lot of confidence in the Hawks, man. Okay. I'm not listen, I'm not mad at you. You, you know, that's going to be that's going to be one of those where it could be, yeah, I, that should, that should be it. Let's jump out to the West. So we keep it moving. Obviously, we talked about the 1-8. They start off the playoffs to, um, tomorrow. Rockets on the road at Golden State. Now, look, roster-wise, we've spoken about it. The Rockets are more talented than the eighth seed. But they've been yo-yos. They've fired McHale. They've backed into the playoffs. They've just been a mess. I actually think Golden State sweeps them. I don't think at the end of the day – that they really want to play defense for four quarters. They could get lucky, I mean really lucky, and win one game, but I just don't see it happening because they haven't shown enough consistency all year. They do have Beverly. They do have Monte Yunus. They're a little bit healthier. But I, I just don't see the passion. I got the Warriors sweeping, winning each game by 10 or more probably. Wow. You know, I think you hit it on the head. The Rockets in a – 20-minute game, 30-minute game, they could win. (laughs) (laughs) But they win for 48 minutes. And I don't know that they can, but just to be a little bit controversial, I'll say the Rockets win a game. I'll say that game three in Houston. Harden drops 50. (laughs) They figure out a way. You know, I, I still come back to this, and it's funny because Golden State is one of those teams where we've always said, it's hard to shoot your way to a championship. Now, they do play D, to their credit. But you know what? I think once or twice or maybe even three times, they'll have one of those games where they shoot eight for 30 from three. Terrible, you know? yeah. And they just stink it up from three. Now, they still defend, so they won't get blown out. But I just think maybe a game in Houston and 4-1 to Golden State. I'm not mad at you. Spurs hosting the Grizzlies. Now, we know 
couple years ago, this was the real deal, this series. But right now, 2-7, Memphis with all those injuries, you give Jaeger a lot of credit. He's done a great coaching job because he's got a bunch of knuckleheaded vagabonds now. And you know what? They, they just have not enough gas. And this might be the end of Vince Carter's career, last playoff run for him. But I think at the end of the day, the Spurs, they, um, they sharpen up their tools and their bench gets on track. You need Parker and Duncan to get on track, and they can do it in this series. The Spurs sweep Memphis 4-0. I agree. I think the Spurs are too tough. And talk about, like, the Cleveland Cavs in the Eastern Conference. All the Spurs want to do is rest. So they want to win and rest. So they are completely incented to get this over with quick, fast, and in a hurry. So 4-0 Spurs. <laughs> your flavor your flavor vision is not blurry. <laughs> not blurry. So this is this is where it gets starting to get a little bit more interesting. Three six, the Thunder, OKC, Duran and Westbrook. This could be the farewell tour, hosting the Mavericks with, you know, Dirk, no Parsons, a bunch of, you know, Wes Matthews and the boys and D. Williams. Look, I in your heart, you kind of want to see this be a little bit of a series. You'd like to see the Mavericks get a game, and maybe at home they have that in them. The ball bounces right. But there's this guy that is the new Kobe Bryant in the league in terms of playing angry and intense, and his name is Russell Westbrook. And he is going to eat the Mavericks alive and have an insane series. So I say the Thunder sweep and that two three matchup a Spurs Thunder can get ready early and be ready like you know in 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 the minute by the end of next week. So Thunder sweep the Mavericks, no questions asked. Really? I think Dallas has a lot of pride. Oklahoma City is still trying to figure out are they a championship team or are they just a contender? So it wouldn't be surprising if they swept, but I think Dallas will sneak one at home and then this will be a 4-1 series. But ultimately, this this Thunder team is just, I mean, that, they're in a class, they're in a different class than the Dallas Mavericks. Yeah, no, I feel you. Well, this is the probably the only competitive series in the Western Conference. The number four Clippers, with Blake being back and finally had one good game um, against the Portland Trailblazers, who, I don't know, they're just, They just don't – they're not scared of anybody. Do you know what I mean? And and to me, I I love to watch them play. They get after it. Aminu and Plumlee and all these role players. And, you know, they just just come at you. And I think Damian Lillard, he's he's ready to go at Chris Paul. And this is going to be one of those battles. The problem is Chris Paul, quiet as kept, could be in a top three, top four MVP voting. He had one of those type of seasons. Chris Paul, his greatness does not seem to fade. The guy has been unreal this year. Um, and I think the Clippers, I want to say six, but for some reason I'm going to say the Clippers win in five. I think Blake right. on the road, he starts to warm up, and Blake gives them that game four in Portland. Warm it up, Blake. Like Blake, Blake warm, he warms it up like Big Daddy Kane and gives I'm you one of those 30, 30, 10, and 5, one of those Blake games, you know? 
So Clippers in five for Tay. So I hear you. I just think Portland's going to be tough, a tough matchup, a tough out. Uh, I look at the Clippers and say they might be overlooking them a little bit. They shouldn't be, but, you know, the Clippers feel like they're an elite team. And Portland was projected by most not even to make the playoffs. So I'm going to say that Portland and, and the Rose Garden, the old, oh, this is the Rose Garden, the old school Portland, right? <laughs> they're going to come out there and they're going to play ball. So I actually am going to go with Portland taking two. So I think the Clippers are going to get shook up a little bit. Maybe it's a good thing for them. The cobwebs, you know, with Blake, they've only played, what, four or five games with Blake Griffin back in the lineup. Mm-hmm. So it's all about the Clippers looking ahead, and I think that's what's going to cost them a little bit, but I think they ultimately win the series 4-2. You know, this is going to be fun, and, you know, we'll, we'll do the second round and all that stuff, you know, as it happens and stuff. We just wanted to, you know, get you into the, uh, you know, second round and, and, and predict those games. I think at the end of the day, we're not going to have a great, first round of the NBA playoffs, I think the second round will be much better. If you had to pick one upset that neither one of us picked, really, except for me with the 4-5 of the Celtics, but that's not, you know, they, they, they all have the same record, like you said. If you, you know, if we were to be shocked or surprised, give our audience one upset that could potentially go down and sort of, you know, give everybody like, oh, my goodness, I didn't see this happening in the NBA playoffs. I'll take the Pacers over the Raptors. I think the Raptors don't scare anybody. You know, you walk in the gym, and usually the number two seed, look at the number two seed in the West. Now, it's a little unfair, but the San Antonio Spurs. The number three seed in the West is the Oklahoma City Thunder. The number four seed in the West (laughs) is the Clippers. Those are scary teams. The Toronto Raptors are not a scary team. They won 56 games, but they don't scare you. They don't play a style of basketball that's particularly scary in the regular season and definitely not in the postseason, right? You, you, you're not worried about their big men. You're not worried about them grinding you out. You're not worried about them crazy lockdown D. You're worried about their two guards and a couple of people out on the wing and a little bit of size. So to me, that's a team that can be taken. So I, I'll, say, I'll say the Pacers. Yeah. The only one that I would say is maybe the Hornets. I mean, you know, obviously I picked the Celtics, but the Hornets are the one team that if Dwayne Wade isn't right and Hassan and just, you know, a lot of old guys on Miami and no Bosch, the Hornets might, Kemba might have a little something in there with those guys. And if you don't know about Al Jefferson getting it together, that's the one team I think that might be able to do it. Do we have a, I think we got a caller. Let's see. We get yeah, let's NFL. see. We got a caller. Hello, caller. You're on the air with Ray and Tay. What's your name and where are you calling from? Hello, caller. No, I guess not. All right, we might be having some technical difficulties. All right, let's keep going. We got a lot to well, talk let's, about. Let's, let's get to it, man. Because what they held off until Thursday morning was maybe a great heist for the Tennessee Titans. They traded the number one pick to the Los Angeles Rams 
nine picks in total because the teams are shopping, you know, or switching their first round picks. And the Rams, they wind up getting a fourth and a sixth this year from Tennessee. And they'll be, you know, picking number one. Tennessee will be now picking 15, Ray. They get two, they get a third round pick, two second round picks, the 15th pick, a number one pick next year, and a third round pick next year. So that is six picks they now have in the top 76 picks. The Tennessee Titans and GM John Robinson can really rebuild their team and their roster. Who do the Rams now take? Do you say Wentz? More like McNair, a little athletic, played under center, could run, the, you know, kind of run the ball a little bit. Or Goff, California kid, maybe a little bit more ready because he's played more games, but he did not play under center. But just maybe, you know, you've seen more of him, more film. Where would you go if you were Jeff Fisher or Les Need? And did you like the trade at all? Hated the trade for the Rams, right? Usually, if you're lukewarm on the trade, then you think that both sides did okay. I don't think – I look at these – look, ultimately it comes down to these quarterback prospects, right? If you have an RG3 situation, then this is not worth the ransom that they paid. If you have a Peyton Manning situation, then – Shoot, give them three more first-round picks. I mean, it, that, that you could even give up more. So it ultimately comes down to the quarterback that they – they're obviously going to choose a quarterback, right? The quarterback that they choose, whether it's Wentz or Goff, and how he performs. Having seen these guys during the year and watching some tape, I don't think either of them – at this point, I'm ready to the sacrifice franchise the franchise for. But – if you put me in the position, you have to go for the guy with the upside. And I think you got you go for the guy that's physically more talented, and that's Wentz. And I think that he's the guy that you would try. Look, are they ready to win now? Not really. Todd Gurley's young. The defense is awesome. Um, they still don't really have all the studs. I mean, may, maybe the kid from West turns out to be okay, white, uh, you know, as a wide receiver. But so I think you but, do have a couple years to develop. You're going to be playing in that. Don't you think you've got to go for it? There's no quarterback they're going to get next year. Every year they're picking, you know, because their record is either six and ten or eight and eight. So every year they're going to be picking around thirteen to seventeen. Or, I can respect you know, that. I can respect so that. Uh, you know, they've got to say, you know what, we're not getting anybody in free agency. We tried to get Foles. That didn't work. And Case Keenum is not happening. So we've got to go for it. So why not this year when their roster has a lot of talent? They did lose some defense, but, they, you know, they've got players. And they feel like, hey, like you said, okay, we'll get Wentz. Or Goff, and you know what? No, we're not ready to win this year, but it also saves our jobs for a couple of years moving to L.A. It gives the fan base to root for and grow with, right? Young kids, oh, you know, that's my quarterback, Goff or, or Wentz. And I say Wentz. For me, I go Wentz. And year two or three, they're moving into their new stadium. Year three, maybe that's when they're going to the playoffs. So I say you got to go for it, and I wish them well. 
And I'm not mad because it also probably resets their jobs because I've said all the time, Jeff Fisher, to me, if I was, I would have fired Jeff Fisher. I think he's a little overrated. So to me, I say Rams, go for it and good luck. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I, I mean, the one thing that holds me back from saying it's a terrible trade is the Rams need to do something. Like you said, they're moving to the new stadium. That stadium, they're going to be in a dump of a stadium for three years, right? Yeah, the, the, the L.A. Coliseum is just awful. So you've got to <laughs> give the fans something to look forward to. And, you know, again, I, I just don't think that these are the two guys I'm drooling over. But kudos to them for having the, having the onions to make a move. So oh, I respect yeah. that. And it, and it took onions because, you know, that, that's a lot to give up. I, I, I won't lie. But at the end of the day, if they get it right and Carson Wentz or Goff is, you know, a legit franchise quarterback, then it's not that much to give up because, you know what, you can't win in this league, Ray, if you don't have one of those guys, you know. And he doesn't have to be, I would say, a Breeze or Manning. He can be, you know – top 10 guys. He could be a Romo, a Cam, a, a Russell Wilson. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't feel like he has to be all time great hall of famer. He just needs to be good enough. And I think the defense and a running game and, and you, you know, you, maybe fourth round pick, they, they get them a good wide receiver or something. And, and, and then you move on from there. But I think, uh, Hey, to me, I say you, you gotta go for it. And they did. So we've been getting ready for the draft. Now, you agree we both sort of say that they should take Wentz, number one? I think so, yeah. And if you're already in this position, then that's your guy. Okay, so we'll we'll talk about, I think, probably next week. Um, you know, the preview is still a, 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 week, a week from Monday. But um, we've been breaking down the draft and looking at some positions. And next week we'll look at quarterback and, and maybe another position. But today we're going to check out, and we'll talk about a little couple highlights of the NFL schedule. I think it's kind of fascinating, certain things that are going down with it. Let's look at the wide receivers right quick. Top five wide receivers, where we think they're going to wind up. And we have some similar, some different. But number one, Laquan Treadwell. Where do you see him going, Ray? Laquan. So here's a guy that's mega talented. He's big He's a playmaker. He played in the SEC. So, for sure, this guy projects to be a great prospect anyway. Now, where is he going? There's a lot of teams that could take him. But I look at the Detroit basketball, the football team, the Detroit Lions, who just Mm -hmm. lost a Laquan Treadwell in a better version, at least coming out of college, right? He was the number two overall pick out of Georgia Tech in Calvin Johnson. And, you know, I'm still of the belief that if you have a Matt Stafford and he's your franchise guy and you're paying him, you do need to worry about defense, don't get me wrong, but you need to give him a line and give him playmakers. So if you're going to put that much money into a star quarterback, you can't have him rolling with – Marvin Jones and Golden Tate as yeah. the two top receivers, right? So to me, that's where that's where you, you need, need a playmaker in Detroit. Okay, well for me, I'm saying Drew Brees needs help. He lost Marcus Colston, uh, longtime great Saint, 
Brandon Cooks is a little small. Treadwell is 6'2", big guy. Didn't run so great in the four sixes, but the hands are incredible. And he, you know, attacks the ball when it's in the air. So I got Treadwell going to the New Orleans Saints and Drew Brees is happy. Will Fuller, let's look at him. Where do you think he's going to go? From Notre Dame, the speed. Willie Will, Willie Beeman. So there's no doubt. So here's the question of where you think people go. But there's no doubt to me that because they lost Marvin Jones and they're always looking to build from the draft and they've got a an offensive-oriented you know, philosophy last few years, I got to tell you the Cincinnati Bengals mm. are going to do big things. And actually, you know what? The, the, to me, he might go to the Bengals. However, there's yeah. a team that might sneak up in front of him, the Vikings, right? So that's another team in the NFC North that needs playmakers and needs players oh, that, that, can, that can go downfield because Teddy Bridgewater, I'll tell you what, the, the jury's still out. So to me, if he's available, the Bengals want him, but I actually think that he'll be taken before by the Vikings. So you got Will Fuller to the Vikings. I actually yep. have Will Fuller to the to the Bengals because, you know, not only no Jones, but they don't have Sanu. And, yes, they do need help. But all four of these guys can be interchanged because next up, Corey Coleman from Baylor, I got him going to the Houston Texans because they need another receiver to go with your boy over there and Jalen Strong and Cecil Short. So they'll have four receivers for their new quarterback. And to me, DeAndre Hopkins and Coleman would be real nice. So that little bit wow. of speed with Coleman, I see the Texans taking Coleman. Okay, so remember, I had Fuller going to the Vikings, and the Bengals, there's no doubt, are going to take a, a wide receiver in the first round. To yeah. me, in my mind, to me, that guy is Josh Doxson, though. Yes. I think he goes ahead of Coleman. Woof. He had a freak hand injury. But if it wasn't for his hand injury, he would oh, be right there yeah, with Treadwell. So, to me, Josh Doxson goes number three in the first round to the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, and, and I'll then kick it off and say my number four guy is Coleman from Baylor, and I think he goes to the Cleveland Browns in the second round, another team that needs Ooh. playmakers desperately. Okay. I think, you know, it's so funny. I think four guys going in the first round. I have Dotson, uh, you know, I originally had him going the second round to Cleveland, but I think, uh, I think the Vikings might wind up taking Dotson. I, I kind of, you know, so it's going to be, for me, Saints, Bengals, Texans, and Vikings all taking those four receivers. Wow. So, so I guess four Dotson, guys in the first round. Yeah, okay. I'm saying he's four, but I guess Vikings pick before uh, – Texans, so they would be three, I think. But um, but those four guys would be, uh, I think, all first round picks to me. So who's your fifth guy? You got uh, you like Boyd? Do you think Boyd goes over uh, Braxton Miller and Michael Thomas? Yeah, I think so. I like this kid Boyd. I think he's a real professional receiver. And you know who needs a real professional receiver? Somebody that is kind of in the not quite the same game as Anquan Bolden, but a professional, skilled receiver, and that's the San Francisco 49ers. So I think Ooh. he's a second-round pick. The Niners need a receiver. They need playmakers. Uh, hopefully Carlos Hyde comes back and, and plays well. they got to figure out 
you know, is Blaine Gabbard the guy? But you got to give him, you got to give him tools. You got to give him. Uh, I'm assuming right. there'll be a trade. Derek Kaepernick won't be back. So to me, Boyd comes in there. Boyd fills the void. Well, you know what's so funny? I had Boyd going to my Steelers, and they are really high on him. But I think in that second round pick, 32. I think Boyd's going to the Cleveland Browns because that number two. Well, they'll pick they somebody, take, yeah. Yeah, if they don't take a quarterback, and I don't think Cleveland's – I think Cleveland is shocking everybody at two. They're either going to trade down or they won't take a quarterback and they'll go with one of the best defensive players. But I think in the second round, that 32 pick, if they don't trade up, I think they're going to take our boy Tyler Boyd out of pit to, to help out with the Browns because Josh Gordon is, is questionable. One thing that I like to mention, I think it's kind of funny, I could see now with that second-round pick, and the Titans have three of them, I see them taking one of these receivers, and I think they're going to surprise everybody and go with Braxton Miller and have Braxton Miller with Mariota and have that little Heinz Ward kind of, you know, that really? play system going. And Yeah, I could see Braxton going to the Titans. Right? Just very athletic. Yeah. Very athletic. Oh, I think going to have a great career. He's gonna be he's gonna be kind of that Antoine Rondell, Heinz Ward trickery, you know, some shovel passes, screen passes. He'll learn to run his patterns, but the kid's talented. You know what I mean? So before we get to baseball and just touch on the hockey a little bit, and obviously today's a great day in baseball, Jackie Robinson Day. Everybody's rocking forty-two. The NFL schedule came out. Did you see it? I mean, we I got did. games in Mexico City. We got. Three in London, we got opening game rematch of the Super Bowl, Panthers at Broncos. Do you like that rematch? Yeah, I love it. I love it. Why not? I mean, the only problem is there's no Peyton Manning, right? So this is not – this game is not going to look like it did. But I still love it. (laughs) I still love it. I think the NFL does a great job of marketing all the way down to the schedule, you know. They take this seriously, and they they do a great job. So kudos to the NFL, and, and they really put a lot of thought into this. Well, the thing that fascinates me, right, a couple of high points. Number one, just because of how the calendar works, you have football games on Christmas Day and New Year's Day, because Christmas Day is a Sunday this year. How it falls, So most yeah. of the NFL plays on Christmas Eve, and then they have two games at night, not to step on the NBA's toes totally, but two games at night, um, and the Steelers are one of them. And I, I think that that's kind of fascinating to me, you know, NFL on Christmas. That's a whole nother marketing thing. And then on a Monday night football, you have the Broncos and Raiders in Mexico City for Monday night football, ESPN. That's pretty big, don't you think? Yeah, that's huge. That's huge. <laughs> that's huge. The NFL, it's funny because the NFL needs to – find all kinds of ways to keep growing you know they're they're the biggest baddest kid on the block but how right. do you keep that how do you maintain well, that how do you keep we growing talked about that? that twitter right the twitter deal with nbc getting thursday night games as well and then all the thursday games being on twitter i mean that's that's major yeah and they took less money for it too because they, they realized that the power of that medium they need to be more entrenched and completely onboarding all these new social media, especially with younger fans. How do you like the Monday night opener? You know, ESPN always has the double hitter. So you have uh, my Steelers at the Redskins and the Rams at the Niners. 
Well, could be a little know, bit better. Every, yeah, those two games usually are poor games. Um, the Rams will be an interesting story all year round, but Rams Niners, that's not a good game. Yeah, except it's division and they're coming off a of hard knocks and you'll want to see the rookie quarterback if he's starting. I think that's the only sort of interest. And if the Niners have Kaepernick, there's rumors that uh, Balky and uh, Chip Kelly are already arguing. And Rosenhaus is dropping Manziel. He's got, what, three more days left to get into rehab. It's totally over with. Did you hear these reports about Johnny trashing the uh, rental that he had, an apartment in uh, L.A.? They said mushrooms and Coke were there, and they broke things, Ray. Is he, is he too far gone, or can somebody reach this kid? Or, is it, or is it a tragic, I, tragic story? He might be. And, I, you know, I was the guy that kept saying, you don't – he could have won two Heismans, right? You don't – because his second year is actually better statistically than his first year. Oh, yeah. Um, you don't do that in the SEC without having tremendous talent. And even though he's small in stature, this guy is a gamer. And it'll be a shame, and I think we're there. I think we're at the point oh, where we're definitely there. He's, he, like this I guy's career. He's never proven enough on the field that he's worth um, the risk. He just yeah, hasn't. you're exactly right. And, and that's part of why being 5'11 hurts you, because – if you're and Jamarcus Russell didn't get extra chances and other people didn't Ryan Leaf, you know they they uh, for different reasons. I would right? say Johnny's had more chances than most people. If you want to be That's fair. That's true. That's true. And he's not six five two forty with a rifle arm, right? So <laughs> it's it's a shame. It's a shame. But I, I think he's done. I think he's done. He might be able to you know in two three years be a backup and have a nice NBA career, NBA NFL career. <laughs> as a backup quarterback, but I think his days of starting, and especially now because it's not just what you do on the field. It is how you carry yourself, how you oh. represent the franchise, how that you represent the That video the other city. day really just put him under, though. That was bad. He's like, yeah, bro, so, what are you talking about, bro? You've seen me here five, six nights in a row. I'm not doing anything wrong. <laughs> That's the point, Johnny. You've been there five, six nights in a row. Now go ahead. All right. Oh, my God. <laughs> I love it. Uh, so let's 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 end on a positive note with some baseball. Jackie Robinson Day. The the Nats are nine and one, looking to you know maybe sweep or you know go on to you know take care of the Phillies. Maybe at the end of the weekend they're nine and two or ten and one. Who or I mean or uh, you know twelve and one. Who knows? Mets are going through their issues. How bad is it right now, though, for the Twins and the Braves, especially Minnesota, because to start off 0-9 and they had such potential, do you risk losing your fan base so early on in in the first month of the season, Ray? You might, but you know what? The Atlanta Braves are just an all-time terrible team. Yeah. Especially Freddie Freeman, I'm not hitting the one guy who's a legitimate player on that team. At least I didn't Minnesota. think they'd be worse than the Phillies, though. Gosh, they're worse than the Phillies. They'll probably finish ahead of the Phillies. But you're right, though. 0-9 <laughs> is still 0-9. However, if you look at the Twins, at least from a roster perspective, they're right. better. They're better because they have youth. They have two young pitchers. They have three young position players. They are a team that actually can do some things. And so, you know what? 
On the rise. Of 0 and 9, you know, you're not going to win 90 games. You're not going to win 80 games. You might win 70, 75 games. But as long as you show some improvement, especially with a young roster, I think uh, I like the Twins. The Twins will be all right. Mets at 3 and 5, a little bit disturbing. Those Nats, man, those Nats are playing ball. So it's it's all about, the you know, in, in the National League. You, you hate to say it, but there are certain teams – I root for the Nats, man. I, I want to see them fulfill their potential because obviously last year they didn't, and they went from what ninety six to eighty three wins or something like that. So I, I want to see this Nats team do some things. Um, so you know that, that's exciting to me. Um, our Yankees in a little bit of trouble. You know they're just uh, the old the old man roster. You know it's kind of kept uh, up to them fast at age. I think they've yeah, extended it. One year too long. Last year they got kind of lucky, and this year, A. Rod and Teixeira and the older some of the older pitchers, it's just going to catch up to them. Beltran, yeah. even Jacoby Ellsbury starting to look older. I mean, it's it's you know Granderson. The Chicago I'm, Cubs lost tonight, Gardner. but they were huh? eight and one. I said the Chicago Cubs lost tonight to Colorado, but they were eight and one, or this afternoon I should say they were eight oh, yeah. and one. They're uh, looking great. The Orioles are looking great. So they're great. looking fine. Yeah, they're they're fine. Orioles lost a couple games. They were six and zero, but now they're seven two. White Sox are looking good now. Them and the Royals, you know. You were high on the White Sox, yeah. I told you. They, they I think they they're gonna get it right. But let's let's not just end it there. We got to talk about my Islanders. They're losing right now, one nothing to the Florida Panthers. But the Islanders, baby, they stole the first game. Uh, Tampa Bay's beating Detroit. What do you think about the NHL playoffs starting off? We're going to have that great sports weekend where you, you've got the NHL playoffs, the NBA playoffs. Um, we got to give props to the women, the UConn women. Did you see this? One, two, and three in the WNBA draft, the first time in history, getting ready to start their 20th season. It's been 20 years with the WNBA, Ray. Amazing. That's crazy. I mean, the closest thing we have, I guess, was the NBA, the UConn men, where it was – Emeka Okafor, or the Dwight Howard draft, right? It was Emeka Okafor as two and Ben Gordon at three. Yeah. But to go one, two, three in a draft is, is pretty unbelievable. Yeah, and the hockey playoffs, you know, it's exciting. Um, we, we didn't predict many upsets, and maybe they won't happen, but you always love this first and second round when hockey and basketball go back to back. You know, they, they yeah. play basically every night and have And there's no hockey. real home ice, Ray, in the NHL playoffs. That's the thing I like. You can win on the road, so it's wide yeah, open. It's all about your goalie and how you perform <laughs> on, on the power play. Definitely, definitely. It's, uh, it's going to be exciting. So, everybody, you know, sit back. You know, hopefully the spring weather is good. Everybody can outside and enjoy it but you know you get a little chance to you know after you are back inside enjoy some sports watch some hockey and some nba playoffs and uh maybe there'll be another trade (laughs) in the nfl but either way it's going to be uh a great sports weekend so thanks for listening and uh we'll be back monday to recap it all and talking you know talk some more sports with friends Yeah, have a great weekend, great sports weekend. Great. Oh.